Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Are you ready? Hey, thank you. You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the man. You're listening to the front row on tonight's special edition. First time we're debuting Just Sports with Jeremy Dyer and Sean Bartek right now on the front row. And we're going to join Jeremy in just one second. We're going to go over and cover Bellator on Friday night. Was it a joke? Jeremy and I both watched it. And I know Jeremy's going to definitely say it was a joke because he did say so. Also, we're going to talk Super Bowl. The Super Bowl 50 and the Browns, of course, not being in it. The Cavaliers and everything that's going on before the trade deadline. WWE Fastlane. Jeremy Dyer was there. So we're going to get a report on how good it went last night on the road to WrestleMania. And, of course, the Daytona 500 was yesterday. We'll talk about that right now with Jeremy Dyer and Sean Bartek. And we're debuting Just Sports here on the front row. Jeremy, what is going on? Oh, yeah. What a night. What a night. Even though the Cavs lost tonight, so much to talk about in the sports world. How's it been, <laughs> man? It's been too long. I know. I know. You know, I finally got a bunch of things set up that I've, I've wanted to do for a long time. I figured out. Plus, we're also going to go live. Probably, I, I think halfway through the show, I'm going to put this up. Well, uh, for my end, I'm going to go live, and and they'll be able to hear you live on Facebook. So they'll see me and they'll hear you too. Cause I figured out a few things. Uh, you know, obviously you're the, you're the man who knows, uh, electronics better than I do. <laughs> so, but I figured this, we needed to, you know, get sports out tonight. Cause I mean, we have a lot of other topics too, that we want to do, but we're going to do those on another night. We get Biagio and Jason and you, of course, all four, and we can all do it together. But you know, this is our expertise, especially you, Jeremy, cause Two out of these five topics, you were there. <laughs> so, right. You know, I mean, well, let's see, I, I apologize. You weren't at Bellator, but, you know, again, we both watched it, um, you know, and, you know, we'll we'll jump into that for, uh, just shortly because we got to take something serious. You were at Bell, or, uh, WWE Fastlane last night. Let's just jump into that first. How was it? Uh, you know, a lot of people... A lot of people last night were upset with the main event ending with Roman Reigns winning and blah, 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 but I've kind of figured it out, you know, with the Roman Reigns thing. And, and, and then our theory was pretty good. 
uh, it was actually proven to us. There was a couple sitting in front of us. The girlfriend was cheering for Roman Reigns. The guy was booing. So we've kind of come <laughs> to the fact that if if the girlfriend's cheering and the girl and the guy's booing, she thinks Roman Reigns is hot. But other than that, um, it was it was phenomenal. Uh, you know, watching actually right now I'm watching Raw, and unfortunately Jim Harbaugh is on there. Um, but you know that's that's probably the lowest rating of the uh, night. But, but no, uh, you know it was awesome last night. It was it was great. You know, went live, watched it, and just to see like Brock Lesnar up, you know, up close and personal. The dude's an animal, especially to watch those guys go through the tables. But I thought that uh, you know besides the triple threat match, the the match that's Stole the night last night was AJ Styles and Chris Jericho, and a, a lot of people who know me know that I've wanted AJ Styles in the WWE for a long, long time. I thought it was overdue, but uh, that it was just an all-in-all. It was a great pay-per-view, and you know they're doing some good things. And tonight's Raw has been nothing but spectacular so far, so it's all going the way I expected it. Well, let me ask you that, okay? Because where where are they at tonight? Because I know usually after a pay per view, they're usually close by in another. You know, like I know obviously when you're at, they're in Detroit. Okay, so they didn't go yeah. too close because usually I see it before when they're in New Orleans. Uh, two years ago, when they were at the uh, wrestle, when they were at WrestleMania, the next night they were at New Orleans Arena because you know it was it was Raw, and I know like mm-hmm. they, when they had it in New York for WrestleMania, they were in uh, at the Izod Center the next night, so they're very close, but. I guess Detroit's a great market, so that, that's nice for Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, it's not like they were going to go and have it at the queue last night and then go to the convocation center the next night. Right, right. <laughs> exactly, true. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so you're, you're saying it's been a pretty good uh, pretty good tonight on Raw. Yeah, yeah, so far so good. Okay, because, I mean, again, I, I obviously I, I, I follow Twitter and follow a bunch of people, plus, you know, your comment, commentary on uh, Facebook and whatnot. But again, it's fun to you know. I wish I, I, sh- I one of these days I might start getting it on uh, my iPad or something because it's worth it. I mean, you know, you get to. I mean, you, you know, you got to go last night, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was live. Yeah. So, so I mean, how close up were you guys? I, I know you, you said you were close up, but like you like real, real close or half decent no, close no, we or were, we were a little, we were midways back, but I mean, still, you know, you can see the guys very well. And so I. And I've seen Brock Lesnar up close and personal before anyway, so. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny, you know, because like I said, I know I was following the tweets and, you know, there, there's a bunch of people who are at the event and, and they're actually with WWE. So it's, you know, I, I try to follow them ever since. And I, I should have told you about this guy. There was a guy out of uh, Canada. Um, he had to change his name because once he joined WWE, he had to totally change his name to something else. But he, uh, tweets everything and the reason i started following him was it was all started that one night when uh uh what's his face uh jerry lawler had that heart attack at the match and he tweeted everything that was going on which on tv they were saying nothing you know other than oh you know we hope you know jerry's okay but i mean he, this guy had all the updates and it was like wow you know so now now he's part of the wwe which is you know as, as a commentator i guess for canada and then he does some other stuff you know, when he comes to New York or whatever, but it's, it's nice to, you know, see that there's people that you can kind of follow and, you know, get in, you know, if you're not there, at least you can kind of follow along a little bit, you know? Right. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of like the Brian Windhorst story. He just followed LeBron around and eventually became a reporter, you know, so good for that. <laughs> well, guy, this, you know? 
<laughs> I knew you were going to bring in Windhurst. <laughs> You're still not a fan, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, it is what it is with him. I mean, he's a reporter, and everything he usually says is wrong. I mean, just like, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, there's still a chance of LeBron stays in Miami, which, you know, after we found out the, the uh, nicks and crannies about everything, LeBron had already told people he was coming back to Cleveland, so he had no clue LeBron kept him out of that. So, you know, <laughs> Brian Winhurst is just, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. He's an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we'll get into the Cavs and all that in just a few moments. Um so I'm just trying to think. Okay, some of those guys you mentioned, AJ Styles. Now he was with the uh, TNA, correct? Yeah, he was with TNA for years and years. He was okay. actually started off. He actually started off, and I didn't realize this until last night, whenever they were showing the the pre-match video. Uh, AJ Styles was uh, in uh, WCW years ago, and then he wow. whenever WCW folded, he went to TNA, and <laughs> uh, you know, part of that anti-WWE lockout, and he paid for it, and now he's finally where he belongs. Well, let me ask you this. What was his name when he was in WWE, or uh, WCW? You know, I really don't know. I, I didn't even know he was in WCW until last night, and I haven't even had a chance to look it up. Okay, yeah, because, no, that's that's pretty interesting. I actually didn't. You know, I used to watch. I watched the end of um, the end of WCW. I didn't get to see it in the payday. Um, but, you know, again, it's still, it's still fun to see it every week until – Vince McMahon bought it out. <laughs> right. It was, you know, I mean, uh, that was crazy back then when all that happened. You know, it was just way different than what it is now. So, well, um, you know, and back, then, th- back then they had to step it up because they were competing against each other. Now there's no competition. I mean, it's TNA. I mean, really. I mean, there's, I mean, you could just go out and put on four m- matches of nobodies, and you would have a better show than TNA's got. Is TNA still going? Are they still on? Oh, uh, yeah, they're still barely, but they're still going. Okay, because, you know, like Bubba Ray, I know he was in a few times on the Opie and Jimmy show, uh, you know, and he was he would come in to promote shows that, you know, obviously they were in smaller venues, but, you know, they, like you said, they were still going. Um, and, you know, it was really neat to hear, you know, him talk about stuff and how everything changed for him as well. And, you know, obviously he was Bubba Ray. And then when he went over to uh, end up TNA, he had to become Bubba Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody Dunham. needs... Yeah. Mother <laughs> Ray or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, wait, what was he in uh, w, uh, WWE? He was... Uh... Well, the Dudley boys are actually back now. They're, That's they're it. Devon the Dudley boys. Bubba Ray Dudley. They're back, so... <laughs> it's, it's crazy how, you know, like I said, you don't automatically get to keep your name unless you, you know, someone like... Well, no, wait, did Bret, Bret Hart get to keep his name or did he had to change the hitman? He had to take that out, didn't he? Well, yeah, he no, actually, he uh, he actually had that throughout his whole career. Some of those guys, they come up with their own name and they sign a contract to where if they ever leave, they get to keep their name. So only if uh, only if uh, guys like uh, you know, only guys like uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of uh, like Mr. Kennedy, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Kennedy. Whenever he was in WWE, they came up with that character for him. So. He was never. Uh, whenever he, uh, whenever he left WWE and went to TNA, he was known as Mr. Anderson because okay. he had to change his name because WWE came up with that character, so they knew or that he knew that, that they had owned that name, so he could never take that with them. But Bret Hart, obviously, that's his name, and then the Hitman, he just kind of incorporated that himself. So 
that yeah. that's his to take wherever he goes. Sure. No, again, it's it's really awesome. You know, when you start researching some of these guys and seeing all this different stuff, because it's it's you know way way bigger than anything we've ever imagined. Just you know, right. again, just the stories, um, you know, and all all kinds of stuff that you know that's been going on for years and years, um, you know, and whatnot. So, uh, what else? I mean, was how was the crowd last night? Oh, the crowd was electric. I mean, it was the crowd was amazing last night. They were up and at it for every single match, and they were into every match. So it was a fun night. And they, actually, they're coming back to Cleveland on September 27th, I believe. It's a Tuesday for SmackDown. All right, that's awesome. I find, you know, and the thing of it is, is, I didn't know about this until Saturday night. So I was like, oh man, I tried to call a friend to see if he could get some push some tickets my way because I was like, right. I told if, you know, I, I just wanted to see if he because he gets good seats, so. I, I tried to, you know, see if I could get something done, but he's like, oh, it's too late. I'm like, damn. damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was pretty good, though. I mean, it was really good. And, and actually, to be honest with you, if you try to get some SmackDown tickets, you'll be it'll be great. You'll be able to – you'll probably be able to, for a good price, get some really good seats because, you know, it's not a pay-per-view. It's just a regular yeah. TV event. Yeah, and that's true, too. That's, that's another – because I know the pay-per-view there. My friend was telling me ringside seats are like 600 bucks. That's right. up there, man. That's expensive. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Well, uh, actually, Sean, oh. there's some breaking news that just came in, uh, and I just got the update. Uh, UFC 198 has officially been announced now. Stipe Miocic of Cleveland gets his title shot against Fabricio Weirdham. He's got to go over to Brazil, Weirdham's hometown oh. or home country to do it. But it's now official. It's in ink. UFC 198, Stipe gets his title shot. Weirdham can't run anymore. <laughs> I can't wait for that, and I'm I'm definitely going to be watching that one. And you know, hey, let me ask you about that. All right, talk, since we're, we're we'll jump into Bellator because I, I get, we're pretty much done with uh, wrestling for now. Um, right. But, all right, we'll we'll jump into the Bellator. But let's Steve Miosic, great guy. We you know obviously you you met him, I've met him. He's a great guy, just just a tremendous athlete. And just you know that last fight he had. When he was calling Dana White and screaming at the, ju- I mean that was awesome. What what were your impressions of the whole that whole thing and how that went well, down? Well, besides the fact where I almost broke my ankle jumping up and down because, as you know, <laughs> I've, I've watched Stepe since he was in NWAFS back in the day, and started off his uh, career as an amateur career. Okay. Uh, I've watched him all the way up, you know, until he got signed by. Uh, UFC, and then continue to watch him, obviously. But uh, you know that that was just a uh, previously the few matches he told, or a few months before that he had told Stipe that he needed to uh, get more popular in order to get sure. a title shot. And you know a lot of a lot of fans, a lot of true UFC fans, finally came out because you know uh, Dana White had been taking the social media approach, you know, like, well, if you ain't popular and nobody's talking about you, then, then, you know, what's the big deal? Well, then there was a lot of people come to his back and, you know, and said, well, wait a minute now, isn't UFC about fighting? And they really put the pressure and not only steep Bay, but they really put the pressure as the fan base did on Dana White to get steep Bay a title shot because, you know, steep Bay, as Stipe said, he's not there to win popularity contest. He's there to fight, and he thought that Absolutely. that's what UFC was all about, and that's what it's always been about. And of course, you know, I mean, everything's sold these days, you know, advertising. But 
what better way? What better way would you like to have it? I mean, you have a guy like Stipe who I, I, I'm going to just say now he's going to win the title in the first round. It's, it's not even going to be a matchup. Weirdham's too old. He's too slow. That's the only reason why he backed out of that fight. He's not really injured because uh, he even said himself that he would fight. Uh, he would have fought Cain Velasquez if Velasquez wasn't hurt. So that just right there shows you that he made a fake injury. Um, and, you know, he's really slow. So uh, that just shows you, like I said right there, that, that uh, Stipe is going to be the champion real soon. And, and why wouldn't Dana White, like, want something like that? Why wouldn't Dana White want a champion that, that's going to come in and, and, and is fast? I mean, this kid, Stipe, he moves like a – he moves around like a lightweight, you know, in the cage. And you never it's something that's unheard of in the heavyweight division. So he can bring a lot of excitement to the heavyweight division and bring it back to life. And uh, he's going to get that opportunity on May 14th. All right, because, right, yeah, May 14th, wow. I, oh, man, that's, that makes – I can't wait for that, you know, again, because we're going to see Stipe probably a month before that, Jeremy. And I know I'm pr- very sure we will see him at the Cleveland Golden Gloves. This should, Jeremy, can you believe this is going to be our third year broadcasting? I, I, I know. I'm, I'm excited, and I can't believe that it's already here. What what date is the Cleveland Golden Gloves again? I don't know the exact date, but I know it'll be like in the first, probably the second week of April, and it'll go for the next two weeks after that, as far as I know. So oh, okay. We'll, yes, we, should see him just, we should see him just before he has to leave to go to uh, train for the, you know, for the May fight, because I'm sure he, what do they usually do, about a month? Before they, well, uh, actually, they, believe it or not, uh, Stipe's never stopped training. He's in the gym okay. every single day. And, uh, you know, he was, he was already training for Weirdham that day whenever he got announced that he was the guy and he was in. And then uh, and then uh, next thing you know, Weirdham backed up. And, mm-hmm. But Stipe knew that he was – but, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, what's well, going to be Weirdham and Velasquez, you know, just like his plan – but then the word came out that Weirdham had to have back surgery, which uh, was also noted today that everything was successful. Uh, he's going to be out at least five weeks. And not only that, but then he's got to train, you know, to get ready for the fight. So they just felt like it was going to be too long for, for to wait on the Velasquez-Weirdham matchup. So we all know it's going to be Stipe and Weirdham now. And then probably Kane will sneak in there and get the contender match, or he'll fight uh, two fights after the Stipe fight. So uh, Stipe's got a credible, incredible opportunity here. And, uh, you know, just can't wait to, you know, this is what he's been waiting for. It says day one. He said it since day one. He wants to be a champion. So just can't wait for May 14th, and it can't come soon enough for a Stipe fans. And, and that's the truth because, again, you know, like, yeah, he does train every day, which a lot of, and I obviously if you follow on Snapchat or in his social media, Stipe's on there, Jessica uh, Evil Eye's on there. They're training every day. It's, you know, just like you said. I just meant, like, kind of like a boxer. Do they go to get away for, like, a month so they're not bothered by people? Do they do that? Some of them are well, not. They'll just um, keep training at some, strong Some style. of them do, but, but Stipe's a, a definition of a true fighting champion. Like, the guy never stops training. He's always, now, yeah, they get their rest. I mean, but, you know, Stipe is for sure, like, he's, he's I mean, he's not, hurting at all because he knocked Arlovsky out in the first round 50 seconds. Yeah. I mean, there was no damage was to awesome. him. Yeah, there was no damage to Stipe. So, like, you know, he was ready to go. So the fight on two weeks notice, 
and, and you know it's kind of funny that because Weirdom should have been ready as well, but yeah. you know it it is weird whenever you have to like go from knowing you're going to fight one, knowing you're going to fight one guy, and then you have to change a completely different style and fight against the other guy. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy, I, I I was putting our Twitter uh, thing out right now. What is I forgot your email. Your Twitter. It's MMA Dyer, correct? At Dyer MMA. It's at D Y E R. It's capital D Y E R, and then uh, and then uh, capital MMA. Okay, cool. I got it perfect now. <laughs> I had it wrong for a second there. Okay, that's okay. Right. Oh, I, I want to make sure to get that out, of course, because you are DJ Livewire, and and you're uh, one of the greatest and. <laughs> check here, I, I, dude. You do a lot of great stuff out there. You know, you're at the grindstone, grinding away. What well, you're there every Friday night, correct? No, I'm uh, usually there every Saturday night. Saturday, um, sorry. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of funny. This Saturday night, I've switched up because uh, I'm going to be DJing a uh, swingers club this Saturday night. So awesome. awesome. Yeah. So that's that's uh, it's a little different. But uh, we won't, is, is a, we won't go it, into detail of what they do there. But, <laughs> oh, um, I, thought, I thought you meant like swing ball. <laughs> Whoops. No, no, no. Well, they do they, swing balls there, but not that kind of swing ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think you should Snapchat some of that, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think uh, everybody would be happy with what they would see coming out of there. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so, yeah, the MMA scene is really, again, Cleveland's got a great MMA scene, and like I said, it's correct. Here, here, here's what cracks me up. You know, the weather's gotten, you know, not it's very unfavorable here now, and I laugh every time because I remember watching one of Jessica I Snapchats. You know, she's riding her, uh, you know, bike down a certain route. I'm not going to give it away, but to, to go to Strong Style because, she, you know, she lives nearby where she can ride her bike. It's a, you know, few miles or whatever, and it's good for her, obviously, but it's mm-hmm. just like there's people – whizzing by her no clue that jessica i a mma fighter is riding her bike right down this you know <laughs> right it's, it's it's just amazing <laughs> yeah but, exactly. you know you know like i said we know they're fighting over there we are training and and getting ready for their next fights which jessica i said she's going to announce when her next fight is too which you know i want to see her you know do some good things and you know obviously come out with a real good win i mean you know again her last fight i mean what, what were your what were your thoughts on that last fight she had well you know she just uh, it, it it's really weird for me with Jessica because you know you love her she's from Cleveland but at the same time Jessica I just kind of I, I don't know how to put it she just she's not she's a great fighter but I don't think that she is um good enough to win the championship in the UFC because she's in the same division as Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey. And, and that, you know, basically up until Holly Holm came along, it was Ronda Rousey and then the rest of them. Now it's Holly (laughs) Holm and Ronda Rousey and the rest of them, because let's just face it, Ronda Rousey is going to uh, come back, fight for the title against the winner of Holly Holm and Misha Tate, which I don't see that fight going past the first round. I see a Holly Holm rematch. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because I know, I'll be honest, like, I know, you know, again, it, it, this all this stuff, I mean, because I've been watching a lot of, you know, the pay-per-views. I've been watching, I'm not going to lie, I'm Periscope. I watch them. It's it's enjoyable to watch some of these uh, pay-per-views when, you know, again, 
somebody's you know got their TV on and they they've got it on. Yeah, you get to hear their commentary, but usually it's funny and you know, it's, and as long as you can see their their screen, hey, right. why not? That's how I look at hey, it. Hey, why not? So, exactly. But Con, you know the Conor McGregor fight, you know, and everybody said a lot of people hate him because he's a trash talker. But he, I love he McGregor. Can, I thought he was an okay guy. I mean, I knew, you know, from what I heard and then actually seen him and, you know, fight. And then his, you know, the way he talked, I was like, now if you put him versus money Mayweather, I hate money or I dislike money Mayweather way more like McGregor. I'm cool with, because I don't know. There's just a different arrogance about each of them. You know, I'll tell you uh, this right now. McGregor <laughs> would whip, whip his ass <laughs> in the fight and it wouldn't even be close. <laughs> if, if boxing or MMA, it wouldn't even be close. <laughs> McGregor would whip his ass, and it would be over with. So Mayweather See, should one, just back down before he gets put in the AARP home way yeah. earlier than what he should be. See, see, the one thing that killed me about when when uh, um, Ronda Rousey lost her fight, it's like that was Money um, Mayweather's chance to do some good for himself. And I, you know, he doesn't give a crap what I say, but that was his chance to come out looking good. He could have tweeted. Hey, or, or did a video or whatever and said, Hey, you know, it's, it stunk that you lost, but Hey, you gave, gave a great fight, blah, blah, blah. And just been cool. But no, he couldn't do that. <laughs> he had to go the asshole route, you know, right. and be himself, you know? Um, right. Exactly. Cause I mean, it's, I look at it as goodwill. That's, that's the whole thing. I like goodwill and, and, you know, because it makes people stand taller and look better, which is always good. But you know, like I said, Mayweather's not that guy. So <laughs> right. we can all, can all continue. Oh, we all uh, expected just, that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, see, and, and here's a real killer, uh, Jeremy. I have a friend. He works for Money Mayweather, and he always puts uh, team money crap on his. I mean, guy, I love the guy. He's a great guy. We went to high school. He's out in L.A. and he's always got to do a big team. Mo- you know, team money bubble. And I'm uh, and I, I never like anything because I'm like I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> but right. you, know, you know, he he works for the guy or promotions or whatever. But I'm like, hey, good. You know, I'm glad he gets to do something awesome, and that's and throw parties and this, that, and the other. And hey, good for him. But I still don't like Mayweather. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Oh boy. So all right. Well, you know, again, now you know, again, we're in. We, we've jogged through UFC. Got to get into the bell tour from Friday night, which Jeremy, I saw your comments. You thought it was garbage, so let's get into that bell tour. What, what, what number was it, anyways? By the way, <laughs> was it even uh, a number? No, bell tour one. <laughs> blah blah blah. We were losing. <laughs> we're losing garbage. ratings left and right. I I thought it should have been called bell tour Jarrettal Ger- tonight. You know, because <laughs> because the last two matches were I didn't even. Like I didn't even watch it by choice. I just was. We were at Swimming Chubby's and yeah. playing, and it was on. And like uh, this guy comes up to me because he knows who I am, and he's like, "Hey man, are you excited for tonight?" And I was like, "What's tonight?" He's like, "Dude, Bellator." I'm like, "Dude, I didn't even know they were still around." And then <laughs> I forgot that it was the Ken Shamrock fight. So it was a joke. I mean, it was on. I obviously watched it, and it was a joke. So. <laughs> So how was the reaction uh, in uh, Slim and Chubby's where everything was going on? Well, you know what's funny is, is like, nobody re- – there was maybe, like, five people watching it. I mean, it really, <laughs> nobody even cared. Like, this couple like, this couple was there, and they were huge uh, – they were huge um, Kimbo Slice fans. So okay. 
that kind of shocked me because I didn't think he had any more fans. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was just it was terrible all around. <laughs> all right, now, I'll, I'll tell you part of the reason I watched, and it was because of Billy Corgan and his documentary on, on uh, dog fighting, which is the backyard fights that go down in Florida. Did you happen to see that uh, documentary? Jeremy? What's that now? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I lost you. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. I, I just wondered if you happen to see that documentary by Billy Corgan, uh, the one called Dog Fighting. It's about the backyard fighting down in uh, Florida. No, I haven't seen that yet. Okay, you got to check that out. I haven't seen it, but just, you know, I, I'm going to find it. But just everything that I, because they interviewed him on Opie and Jimmy's show, man, that was one of the best. Just him talking about this whole, setting up the whole thing and how, how the whole thing works basically is, and this is, you know, I didn't even tell my kids about this because I, I told them about Kimbo Slice because he was in there, uh, I don't know, familiar for sure with the, there was a show called Drake and Josh, uh, Nickelodeon. Oh, okay. And, and the last episode ever for Drake and Josh was called Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh. Kimbo Slice was in jail <laughs> with Josh. And then at the end of the show, or at the end of the movie, he comes out and he's Santa Claus. He bursts through the wall, you know, he's like, ho, 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 you know, and it's like, you know, so I told my kids, hey, you should come watch Kimbo Slice because you remember he was on your show. So they were all excited about that, you know. Um, but, again, these fights, they're down in, I guess, Miami, and and this guy promotes them. And, and the police let it go. And for the only reason was because the whole neighborhood would go to this one person's backyard. They had seating, you know, you know, close seating, not bleachers, but, you know, they had some elevated seating whatnot. And they said for that hour, two hours or whatever, how long the fights were, there was no crime, nothing in the neighborhood. So the police let it right. go because they knew where everyone was at and there was nothing going down and everybody was right, exactly. to watch the fights. So, I mean, I was like, that is right there is amazing that that went down. And they've even talked about with this group, this guy was going to take, he was going to get a cruise ship. And do the fights out once they hit international waters. They could do whatever fights they want to do. Who's going to stop them? Because it's unsanctioned in international waters. <laughs> right. So exactly. I mean, this, it, you got to check it out. But some of the characters, and you know, the character I heard was Dotto Dotto Five Thousand. That's his name, correct? Yeah. That guy. Okay. Who fought Kimball Slice? And I, I'll be honest. I was expecting to see something better than what I saw. I mean, I couldn't believe. You know, some of the, the some of the Twitter comments were hilarious, Jeremy. There was somebody who's you know in the third round said that Dotto Five Thousand must have trained at Golden Corral. <laughs> I was like, right. I love it. Well, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you see the? Uh, well, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but did you see the uh, the uh, part where like they compared it to like they showed a video of Dada falling down, and then they showed uh, after that they showed Flash uh, um, Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, they showed. Uh, uh, Rick Flair doing the famous oh. walking and just falling down on his own. Okay. <laughs> that was hilarious. I See, I, I saw that one, and then the best one, I mean, I again, I was, you know, child of the 80s and 90s. They did the Mike Tyson, um, you know, punch out when Glass Joe gets hit. And, and, that, yeah. whole thing, and, they, and that was another one. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, funny. that was a fun one. <laughs> yeah, that but, was you know, a good all, one, too. All of them, they're funny. I mean, because it's like, I mean, he was just like, he got hit, 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 and all of a sudden he's just like, stumbling around and kabam he was not you know and it looks right. i know a lot of people are like it looks fake you know but it wasn't i i don't think it was fake to you jeremy <laughs> no i just think that there was two un, uh, terribly unprepared fighters and they're just not ready to go and 
Bellator's a joke, and <laughs> majority of their fighters are a joke, and <laughs> I just don't watch it anymore. It's just garbage. No, I know I never watched Bellator either. Only reason, I mean, I know it's been on Spike for a while, but the only reason I've ever watched it was because, you know, again, I wanted to see um, this past, you know, because like I said, having Billy Corgan come on, Opie and Jimmy, and then I heard some somebody else, uh, my friend Vince McKee, McKee, who also covers MMA and the boxing, he talked about it too, and I read, you know, what he wrote, and I was like, you know what, I got to watch this. Just want to see what's going to happen. And then, all right, let's, you know, before we forget, Ken Shamrock versus Hoist Gracie. And let me ask you, when did you first hear about Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie back in the old days? Oh, I used to watch Ken Shamrock as a, as a young kid um, back in the day. And, uh, you know, he was a WWE wrestler at the time as well. Correct. So, so, uh, I used to watch Ken Shamrock years ago and then horse Gracie, you know, just over the years, you know, that's just one of the biggest names in, in, in MMA. And and again, you can't take anything away from what Ken Shamrock and horse Gracie did, but, um, you know, it's just, it's just like, you know, you, you could go to Applebee's and uh, on a Saturday night after the bar, or Denny's, rather, after the bar crowd and find a better fight in the parking lot than what was put on TV. And millions of dollars were spent into it. So it was just terrible. See, the thing of it all, Ken Shamrock, again, the, the most dangerous man in the world, he, yeah, like you said, he was in WWE. I had heard of him when I was in high school, and this was like 93. And, and, and you know, again, somebody obviously had pay-per-view back then or whatever, however they saw it, because I remember – people talking about it. And again, because not everybody had cable back then. And and then especially that pay-per-view to get whatever, you know, however they did that stuff, you know, cause it was very like bootleg different than it is today. And I remember just hearing about this Ken Shamrock and it's, it's Royce Gracie, not Hoist Gracie, right? It's Royce with a, with the, yeah, it's Royce. That, yeah. Cause I mean, get, we always thought it was Hoist cause everybody said Hoist Gracie, but they were obviously saying Royce, <laughs> but you know, like I said, it, it was all, it was all like word of mouth. That was, you know, how we all, you know, talked about it. It's like I never saw the guy, in, you know, until Ken Shamrock, until WWE is when I saw him. I was like, wow, this is that guy that used to fight, uh, you know, the you. Well, back then they just they didn't call it mixed martial arts. They didn't call it UFC. What did they call uh, kickboxing or something? They called it. They didn't even call it UFC back then because it was so different than today. Where it's you know, uh, you know it's UFC. The UFC. They, they they called it the UFC. I'm not sure how far in, but they they called it UFC before, uh, or, or back whenever Shamrock first started. And actually, Shamrock was actually, um, honestly, he was the biggest. He was actually the uh, a big front runner in starting the UFC, helping them get it going. So um, I'm not sure what they called it back then. Today, the just kickboxing or whatever, and yeah. then. No, UFC came along and came along, and mixed martial arts was the uh, the thing to watch. Sure, no, and that's that's the truth. It was, I mean, again, so long ago, the way all that you know was going on, because you know when you think about it, it's absolutely way different than what it used to be. You know, like we said, because things have changed, and you know, it's been. Uh, I think what the other thing is too that that's changed about it too. I know just the whole atmosphere and you know again it's not you know like they showed those videos before the fight when they were in karate outfits excuse me i don't know the proper terminology for them but 
they're, they were in their karate outfits and they said there was no referees, no timekeepers. It was just till somebody gave up or whatever. So things have changed, haven't they? Oh yeah. I mean, back in the day, there was no weight classes, nothing like that. You just fought. That too. You got it going. And now they, so now they, uh, <laughs> now they just, uh, they have weight classes, they have rules, they have sanctioning. So it's much safer and, and you know, better for fighters now. Yeah, you know, because obviously UFC and all, all the, you know, like I said, the, it, it had a bad reputation for a long time in the 90s and the 2000s, mostly in the 2000s, because they said that, you know, like, I don't know if you remember, there was a story about a mom. She was, they were at a bar with her husband and they were, you know, real young, had a couple kids. They were out for, you know, just a night out. And there was like some kind of, a, there was a girl who wanted to, you know, was taking on any kind of anybody who wanted to come in the ring with her, you know, and unfortunately the, per, you know, the mom that went in there didn't make it out, you know, and it was like, it wasn't supposed to be like that, you know, and that kind of gave all this MMA a bad reputation on that alone, because people were like, Oh my God, they kill people and innocent people could just go in the ring and get killed. And, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, I mean, do you, do you remember hearing that story? Uh, yeah, yeah. Quite, and it was crazy back in the day, and they were almost getting ready to shut it down. And finally, yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, they they came up with some, and got uh, Dana White involved and changed it around and put weight class division and rules on it and and made it better. Yep, that's for sure. I mean, again, you know, and and, and for UFC coming a long way too. And I know we, we've been on UFC, but it's again for us because we know some of the people that are in it. Plus, we know people that are, you know, John Hawk is going to be moving up soon. Isn't that correct? What's that now? I'm sorry. John Hawk, he's going to be moving up too soon, isn't he? Uh, well, NWA, he he left NWAFS. They're not they're not an organization anymore. Um, but he just lost a fight in some other organization. So I'm not sure if John Hawk's going to be able to move up uh, anytime soon. Uh, he's just he's lost. I think he's lost too many fights. He's not a uh, John Hawk is a great guy, but he's not as great of a fighter as Stipe or you know anybody else for that matter. Sure. Well, let me let me ask you this because I or I should say um, there was a, again on Opie and Jimmy today because they were doing a recap of you know the Bellator as well, and they were laughing you know because Mike they were playing the clips with Mike Tyson when he was doing commentary um, at the, at the matches, which was also a nice spectacle. Tyson was hilarious. Um, but there was this guy was saying that um, uh, some of the guys from that are go, they're going to, from UFC they're leaving UFC to go to Bellator, and again you'd be able to see this more than I would because I don't follow it enough because Reebok I guess is the official sponsor of UFC so in the ring every, anything you have you wear you have to wear Reebok and some of these guys are losing money because the contracts aren't very good with the sponsorship with Reebok so you know if you go back to Bellator. You can still wear every, wear whatever you want and make a lot of money. What are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I do, I do think that you know, it, it, it it's okay. I mean, if you're in it for the money, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I really don't know how much money you can truly make for fighting in Bellator <laughs> after the ratings plummeted. I mean, they, sure. the ratings were absolutely terrible for for this Bellator. Um, I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if they'll, they'll ever be able to to go down to the front row because if you're in the UFC and you go down to Bellator, um, 
you're you're basically known as your career is on a downward spiral. So I don't know if you can get all that money even being the top dog in Bellator. So I would say that UFC is the place where you get the money. And, and Conor McGregor is, is a multi-millionaire now because he he's a fighter. And the more fights you do, the more money you make. And the more you win, and, you know, he's a shit talker. And that's what he does. And, and people <laughs> love it. And so, but, you know, not only does he talk it, but he backs it up. So people love it. So he makes his money off more sponsorships like Rolex and things like that. So that's how you get your money. And um, I understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if you if you want to make the money, you've got to be in UFC and you got to be one of the top dogs. If not, you can make a comfortable living, but, you know, don't don't expect to be filthy rich. Sure, sure. And again, like I said, I know you follow a little bit, a lot more than I do, but I'm still, you know, keeping an eye for certain things. And I listen for a lot of stuff too because I really enjoy, um, you know, I want to see Jessica do some, you know, get, and I know, you know, your comments. Again, Jessica, Jeremy said that, so if you want to beat him, no, I'm joking. Um, J- Jeremy, hey, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just joking with you. Um, you know, again, like I said, you want to see Stipe do well, you want to see Jessica do well, um, and I especially want to make sure that I make this clear. I would like to see. Holly Holm destroy Misha Tate because she, I mean, again, she, she beat Jessica so she could run her mouth, but <laughs> should she get right. to run, run her mouth that much because she still can't beat Rhonda. So, right, exactly. <laughs> but she's a trash talker too. So, and, and Rhonda is too, correct? What's that? Rhonda Rousey is a trash talker as well. And so is, uh, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Amisha Tate is, I know she is obviously the, the, what do they call her? The No way. Holly Holm is the minister's daughter. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> oh man. So we're our last two topics and Jeremy, in just a moment, I'm going to put us on the Facebook. Uh, you'll be able to watch it too, if you'd like, but I don't know. You may have to turn your sound down because it might echo. I'm not sure. Maybe it won't, or it'll be a few seconds behind. Um, there was, did you, I, I'm sorry. Did, were you able to get a hold uh Greg Troyan? Cause We'd love to get him on here. <laughs> well, uh, I think he's out working out at the gym right now. But uh, yeah, that's we have some. Me and him have some epic battles. That's for sure. Yeah, and I, that's. I want to get him on here because you guys, you know. And before I forget, the last topic we're going to hit tonight. No, the that, the first topic we're going to hit right off the top as we join Facebook in just a second. So I, I got to do a couple things to put you live. Because what I'm going to do is I'm taking my speakers and I'm going to put the phone so that it goes through my stereo and it, the um, speaker will pick it up on the iPad. So that's why I'm kind of excited to do this. So give me one second to shift this. No off. problem. Hang on one second. I got to mute this because I don't want the sound going bad on us. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I mean, unmute it, Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, can I, can you talk? Oh yeah. Oh, hang on one second. Okay, hold on. Give me one second, Jeremy. Let me make sure this is going to work. No problem. Oh, I can hear you now. I forgot. I got to take my headphones off. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> that was the other problem. All right, let me turn you up. All right. Talk, Jeremy. Let's I'm see. here. Let me hear you. Okay, I can hear All you. Right. Not as lo- I thought you'd be a little louder. It's probably the phone and the uh, whatever else. Okay, we're, we're as loud as we can get. Let's see here. Okay, Jeremy, you can hear me, correct? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you on there. I'll have to make it a little bit louder. Because the good thing is the sound bounces. So, all right, I'm going to push this live on three, 
Oh, man. Okay. We're live on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, Jared. We're uh, live with Jeremy Dyer, Sean Bartek. We're joining the front row, and also we are on Facebook Live. Wanted to do this. I'm sure we'll get a few comments in there from a few friends and whatnot, and uh, whoever else just wanted to have some fun tonight. Jeremy, I, uh, have you tried your Facebook Live yet? Uh, no, I have not. Not yet. Oh, you got to do that, man. It's it's you know it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'll admit that you know. Um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we, we're gonna be doing that soon. Um, me and Billy Morris, we're gonna be doing that soon for our uh, road trip to Daytona. But uh, yeah, yes, we're gonna yes. we're definitely gonna try that out. But yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, and you know the, what I like the most about it, especially the part because like when you go on Periscope, you got to deal with a bunch of you know goofballs on there and. You know, the, all the words, see, like, Facebook's got it right. All the chats to the side, you got a live picture, and you could, you know, just do your thing, you know. So you don't got to worry right. about words getting in the way of the video because, you know, obviously the last time, Jeremy, you and I bit on paired up was when we did the uh, Senate football championship. Uh, right. Was, I know. And that's that was a, a long time ago. ago. Yeah, and that's too long ago, to be honest. You know, and even I know that. Uh, but, unfortunately, it's just the way things have worked out with uh, timing and things. But we're going to be getting back into stuff here shortly. As uh, again, Jeremy, I know you every now every tell everybody where, you, where they can find you DJing on the weekends. Well, it, it depends like where I'm at. But like this uh, this Friday night, I'll be at the Grindstone in Berea, and okay. it's Saturday night at a private party that we mentioned earlier in our show online on the uh, on the other site. <laughs> Excuse me, but. Uh, yeah, the Grindstone Berea, 375 West Bagley Road. Uh, that's where I'll be DJing this Friday night. Come on up, get some drinks in us, and let's have some good times. Absolutely, man. And you're a good time, Charlie. And I know I wish one of these Friday nights or Saturdays, I'm going to come out there. I know I keep saying it, but I, I'm really going to, Jeremy, I promise. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Because, no, I, I, read, you know, I read your, you know, uh, the things you write down, hey, you know, and it sounds like a great time, and I definitely would love to be a part of it because it sounds like a good time for sure. So, oh yeah, um, they know how to get down in Berea, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna our last two topics we're gonna jump right to because obviously I wish Greg Troyan was able to join us right now because we're gonna talk about Duke North Carolina, the big game that happened last Thursday night. Then we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl and the Cavs. J- uh, Jeremy, you're a huge Duke fan. You oh, yeah. think, but you're a huge Duke fan. <laughs> so, that, no, and I know everybody jumps on your page and they jump up because, you know, you go, you know, hey, Duke, Duke, Duke. But come on, they won the game against – now, North Carolina was the – you know, I don't follow them because I don't like them. So, Duke, Duke was oh, not good. the favorite in that game, correct? They, North Carolina was highly North Carolina favorite. was an eight-point favor. Wow. <laughs> and they blew that whole game. Oh, yeah, blew it. And I loved every bit of it. <laughs> This Carolina now, I, blows. <laughs> now, the one thing I noticed, obviously, they came all the way back because they were trailing in that game because I kept flipping between that and the natural. The natural was better, I'm sorry. <laughs> Till the last minute of the game, it got really good, Jeremy. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it really wasn't that bad of a game. Like, uh, actually, the eight-point lead for Carolina was the highest that they got in the entire game. Uh, Duke, you know, they didn't leave very much, obviously. I think actually Duke led maybe like two and two minutes and fifty seven seconds total in the game, but you know it was a close you know, battle like the entire game. 
Uh, it was at 6.35, Mark, whenever they were down by 8, and then they were just able to battle themselves back. And Grayson Allen and and, uh, and Kennard, which is a player from here in Ohio, uh, he was actually Mr. Ohio uh, his senior year last year. And he, I think he passed LeBron James for scoring. Obviously, I'm not saying he's the next LeBron James, but you know what I mean by that. Um, and, you know, Duke's just got a really young team, but they started off, uh, obviously, they lost two days later to Louisville, and in my opinion, was a terrible referee game on both sides. Whenever a player can elbow another player in the face, be pulled off by a referee, push the referee away, and still oh. be jawing and only get a technical and not get thrown out of a game, uh, that just shows you, and then Coach K got a technical. So that just shows you what kind of referees were <laughs> yeah. in that building that day. Um, you know, you're right. To the, not- Go ahead. You're right about that because Coach K, I know, obviously, he never gets a technical. When's the last time he got a technical? 20 years ago? <laughs> I, I think it was like four years ago was really? his last technical. Yeah. He's probably had like two technical fouls in the last six years. So. Wow. That's, yeah, that's not, definitely not not a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, like I said, it takes a lot for him to get upset. So if he's getting off the bench, you know something's wrong. Yeah, I want to, uh, Jer- uh, Jeremy, we got two people on checking us out. Appreciate everybody checking us out. There's a few others uh, as well, but thank you for checking us out. We're doing uh, just sports tonight. Jeremy Dyer and Sean Bartzik, we're just, uh, we did uh, some of this stuff live on our podcast. We're still on our podcast live. We just wanted to join us live, and we're about to talk about uh, the Super Bowl because we didn't get to talk about it, and, of course, the Cavaliers. Jeremy, let's jump into the Super Bowl talk before, we, you know, we forget about it. I know there was a huge conference, you know, controversy with Cam Newton, and I know you were defending Cam Newton, so I want to hear your opinions on the whole everything that went down the game and then after the game. What, what is your position on that? So, oh, so you watched me and Greg Troyan go at it for a week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> no, yeah, and he has his opinions. I have mine, obviously. Sure. But, you know, here's my theory is yep. okay, so everybody, everybody out there hates on Cam Newton because he always flaunts and everything. What's the difference between the discount double check and the Superman? <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing. What's the difference between pumping your fist and dabbing? Nothing. So, yeah, you're going to go out there, you're going to celebrate every time you win, every time you score. Wait, what are you going to do? Just just uh, go out there and just mediocre and hand the referee the football? It's boring. I like whenever guys celebrate, but let's go back. Let's just go to the topic here. So Cam Newton's up there. He's answering questions. He's upset. It's the biggest game of his career. So what? That's my theory. So the guy sure. didn't answer the questions, and and all these idiots out there are like, oh, well, he didn't answer the questions. Actually, he did answer every question they asked him. He just didn't answer it the way he wanted them sure. to answer. And you know, so what? He he, yeah. Did he did he leave a bad taste in people's mouths? Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I stand up for Cam Newton because he sticks to his guns in saying, you know, I am who I am, and if you don't like it, oh, well. Sure. And, I, and I totally agree with that. It's like, who cares if the guy gets up there and is upset and isn't answering the way you want him to answer? And, and then people say, oh, well, he's supposed to be a role model for children. Well, if you if you're letting your kid watch... The uh, 
post games and interviews and you're over analyzing it then let's just talk about you as a parent every time you curse in front of your kids should should you be considered a bad role model in front of your kids for every time you, your kids see something bad on TV should you be considered a bad role model i mean Leave Cam Newton alone. The guy's been criticized since day one he walked in there. I mean, these are the same media people who said that Cam Newton would never amount to anything and would be out of the league in two years. So, uh, you know what? Yeah, they were dead wrong, and, and Cam Newton's <laughs> going to be possibly in the Super Bowl in a couple of years, if not next year. Um, yeah. But, you know, yeah, he, he, he like I said, I'll, I'll still defend him. I mean, who are we to tell Cam Newton how to feel and how to act? I mean, it isn't like he got up there and MF'd everybody and, you know, and then, uh, you know, just walked away or whatever and, and you know, just was you're, like F off. He, he, you're right. And, and, and the thing is, is like if you remember, if you remember back whenever Peyton Manning lost to Drew Brees and everybody's like, oh, well, that's different. He, he went up and, you know, done the yeah. interview with class. Not really. He never even... He never even congratulated Drew Brees until two weeks later via phone call. Uh, now, and yeah, even Peyton, I, did, I didn't know that. I did not know that that happened. I'll be honest with you on that one. I never even heard about that one. But, again, yeah, we're going to hear about it. He walked up the field, didn't congratulate Drew Brees or anybody on the victory, was very upset in the press conference, and then didn't call for two weeks and never apologized no. for his action. So let me ask you a question: Is is sure. is he is he uh, classless and and a piece of trash for for uh, you know uh, not not saying sorry? No. Why? Because he's a competitor. And actually, that was a statement that was made. Well, that's just the way Peyton Manning is. He's a competitor. But you know, Cam Newton does this, and it's like, oh, he's a thug. He's a and and I hate <laughs> to say this, but yeah, I think that a lot of people are racist, and I think that a lot of people. Think of black and blacks as thugs and white as you know. Okay, so I think that race did have a lot to play in that. And, and like I said, I you know they didn't treat Peyton Manning that way. It was it was forgot about a week later. Peyton Manning never even apologized. Cam Newton doesn't apologize, and he talk about it still to this day. We're talking about it, so you know I just think it's time to move on. The guy's a great football player. I mean, he, he, he hands little kids footballs after he scores a touchdown. So, no. I mean, I don't think that he's – I mean, this is the only thing that's ever been bad that's been said about Cam Newton. Except so, for when he was uh, at Auburn. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> that's what I hold against him, Jeremy. And I, I know – you know what? I got into a Facebook argument with a friend of mine on there about the whole thing. And you know what? I'm kind of letting bygones be bygones because, you know what? Who cares? It doesn't. He didn't. I'll put it to you this way: If I had to choose between him and Jameis Winston, unless Jameis Winston ever, if it's all proven he was a good guy, then I'm 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 a Jameis Winston fan. But you know what? Cam Newton never hurt anybody that we know of. Peyton Manning is not, it's now coming out. I mean, I heard rumors about with, with you know the things that were you know now being coming out public. So Peyton Manning's going to get a bad light as well, and he should because he was an idiot, you know. And right. only his, his parent or his family covered it up. The school covered it up, which these allegations are coming up around about Tennessee again. It's like, all right, so something was going uh, on down that's there. That's more of a serious allegation than anything. You know, oh, absolutely. Sexual assault, sexual assault, obviously, is nothing to play around with. 
and you know, hopefully, if it did happen, they are convicted, not just money-wise, but they're convicted. But um, yeah, you know, like I said, the whole Cam Newton thing—it it just amazes me with the the hate for Cam Cam Newton. I mean, <laughs> the guy literally has done nothing wrong, except for. And it's so funny how, like, Cleveland people, you know, especially, like, you know, I'm not going to throw any names out there, but, like, people that I talk to all the time, like, they they see how stupid the media is, and if you listen to the questions he was being asked, they were completely... Sure, no, they were stupid. They and, weren't good, that's for sure. The guy just lost the biggest game of his career, and he's got, he's got, a, he's got a Denver player 10 feet from him talking about how overrated Cam Newton is and how they got to him all night. So, like, you know, it, all those things combined, we can't say, you know, people who are bashing this guy can't go, oh, well, I would have done this differently. How, how do you know you would have done it differently? You've never been in that situation. And obviously the guy wants to win. He took it to heart. And so sure. for him to be upset, I mean, I'm okay with it. That's it. That's his real feeling. And I feel like these athletes – for too much, or like, you know, the oh well, let's just be politically correct. But yeah. uh, you know, let's let's just be politically correct and please everybody and please the media. So that's I, not I, gonna I happen. See, I, I see nothing wrong with what he did, and you know, to be honest with you, to heck with anybody who who hates him because, like, I think for for that, you know, I just think that you know. People right. need to move on, and he's there to play football, not be popular. Let me ask you this question, because this is something that, you know, and I just thought of right now as we're sitting here. How long did they get between when the game was over and those questions were asked? Do you think it was probably like 10 to 15 minutes you think they had before yeah. they started interviewing? All right, because no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, okay, and again, some of the athletes that I've interviewed, and I know they're not, you know, NFL guys, they're not, you know, baseball players or basketball players, but some of the guys now, I've interviewed them before after a huge loss. And, again, it's not football. It's in their soccer or it's whatever else. And they've, you know, they've told me, you've got, you can have me any time after a game to talk to, win or lose. But if it was, like, a really close game and I walked up to them and I was just, again, I'm not media like the regular media, but I asked them, hey, and, and they would tell me, hey, just give me five minutes. And then, you know, I could get them, you know, because they just wanted to relax, which – now, let me ask you this, Jeremy. If he had 15 minutes to relax, and I know it's not relax, like, hey, I'm going to have a beer before I go out there. Maybe that's what he should have done was had a beer. Because maybe it would have been a little bit of a, you know, he'd have been <laughs> maybe a little more happier. <laughs> because, I mean, 15 minutes is a long time. It's not, you know, like I said, it's not like, again, I, and I'll just put this out there real quick. Um, when I was with, doing the Vortex games and Denzel and Tony, they lost on a buzzer beater where the goalie kicked or the player from the other team kicked it from the far side of the field, Jeremy, and I'm talking the other side of the field and put it home for the game winner and the coach and any other time, no matter how bad they got beat or good they won, he was always like, come on over, come on over and talk to me, you know? And, but just that one time he just said, Hey, just give me a couple minutes and then I'll talk to you. And then, I mean, 15, and that was like five minutes, whereas Cam Newton had 15. So maybe some beer company should jump in there and go, have a beer after the game next time, Cam, and you'll be fine. You know, I mean, what do you – come on. <laughs> but you're you're right, though. He, But no one should tell him how to feel. You're right about that. I, I agree with that. But, you know, again, it's he, – he, he gets paid a lot more money than we do. And, hey, you know what? 
that's probably good that he actually loves the game that much that he's that pissed off too. So you got to look at it from both sides, right? Oh yeah, I mean you got to look at it from both sides. But the same at the, at the end of the day, it's it, and he said you know even after he had a day or two to think about it, he said hey that's just who I am and I'm not going to change for it. If you don't like it, go cheer for someone else. <laughs> and, you know, hey, uh, obviously the media is going to jump all over him because. Well, that's what the media does, and you know sure. that, well, that, that that's what that, makes that is sport. that is what they do. And yet, you know, and again, he's now if somebody never, you know, again, he he when they were losing in Carolina, he wasn't really good to the media down there. But you know, ever since they started winning, he's been better until this. But this is the national media. I mean, he's got everybody running to him this time. It's not just the Carolina media. It's you know the big boys coming in, which hopefully someone told him, hey, you you hope you know you're going to have some stupid questions thrown at you and but you're right he did answer them he didn't you know start f you know f f bombing people and just ah, i'm out of here he he answered questions and he left so i don't know i mean again i i think he's a good athlete and i'm i'm I, i'll watch him play i mean i didn't want to watch him before because i was all about that auburn thing but i've kind of given up on that now that i realize you know there's worse things he could have done you know so right <laughs> but well, there's right, not well, a uh, university out there hardly Maybe a few yeah. that doesn't like tape players on the side. I mean, you know, there's. Let's just be real. You know, your average player isn't going around hanging out with a Royal Rolls Royce and a, a Bentley, driving a Bentley. You know, I mean, sure, sure. There, there's obviously <laughs> something going on there. But you know, oh, right. that that happened. He he handled it with class and dignity and moved on. And like I said, so what? He he was mean to the poor little media. I mean, the people who have went to destroy his name and his career his entire life. Poor little yeah. media. Yeah. Uh, Cam's Cam's gonna be all right. I think you know. Again, he's gonna he's gonna figure everything out, and he's gonna take he's gonna take this thing. He's gonna he's gonna win a couple Super Bowls. I I predict. I really do. And you know, like I said. I don't see why he can't because he's got except for Ted Ginn Jr. <laughs> no, I love Ted Ginn Jr. Uh, you know, again, he you know, you know, if anybody got blasted on Twitter, Ted Ginn Jr. Man, holy crap! Did you read how oh, yeah. he, <laughs> he got blasted? You know, and I I did feel bad because I'm like he's a hometown kid, but you know what? He's got to do a little better next time, and he's good. He's still good. He's still a good player. You know, so I'm sure he'll be right. back with the Panthers. So. But what, overall, how, what did you get the Super Bowl? What was your grade on it? What were your thoughts on it? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dr. V, I, no way. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good game. I mean, I thought it was a, the defense obviously showed up for both teams, but uh, I just thought it was a knockdown, dragout football game. And you know, if it wasn't for a couple of fumbles and mistakes like that, um, you know, the, the, it could have been a totally different game, but. It is what it is. Carolina lost, and you know they had a great season. They finished seventeen and and two. Um, but you know, like I said, uh, I, I like those knockdown dragout games. Those are my favorites. So anytime yeah. I can get a Super Bowl like that, I would like to have seen a little bit more offense, especially out of Peyton Manning. But uh, you know, those knockdown dragout football games is what I like, and I think that's what it comes down to: is defense wins championships and. Denver's defense was just better that night. You're right. You're right about that, man. Defense does win championships, and I, I honestly thought it was going to be a different game. But hey, you know what? It was entertaining to watch. If you don't want to see Cam Newton not win, so a lot of people got their wish. 
Um, right. You know, like I said, but you know what? He still he's, he still played good. Uh, you know, again, could have been a different game if you know a few things went a different way. So, um, but it was fun to watch, no doubt. So, all right, uh, Jeremy, let's get to our last. Well, we we do got one more thing before. Uh, let's talk about the Cavs, and then we'll hit the Daytona for a quick minute because uh, we do got to talk about that. I know uh, my buddy Scott NBA so won't like that talk, but Cavaliers, <laughs> <laughs> man. What do you think about that trade? Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that? Getting rid of I, I uh, loved it. You loved it. I mean, no, I tell me why, because I want. I, I I liked it too. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, here's the thing. It, very nice guy. Yes, a wonderful guy. He's he's loyal, so to yep. speak. Okay, but what what was he doing for this team that makes yeah. you go? Damn, we gotta keep him. I mean, mm-hmm. two points a game. Come on. Now people don't realize that. Like, you know, I'm not anti-Raja. If Raja could come back and sign with the Cavs tomorrow, I'd bring him back on board. He's a loyal guy. But that's what's the problem with this city. Is like, it just city is turned into. We love the nice guys. Let's keep the nice guys. You know my feelings about Joe Thomas and Alex Mack. I think they're both overrated. They're, they're, they're garbage. Anybody that doesn't allow a running back to get over a thousand yards in a season is garbage. Um, and and but Andy wasn't garbage. Andy just the Achilles is what really took him out, and that's an sure. injury that that really is hard to come back from by any standards by any athlete, and that is a career ender for most guys. So for Andy to come back from that was great. But whenever you look at the cash standpoint. They're paying a guy ten million dollars to to average two points a game. Now that they got rid of him, they're going to bring in Channing Fry with two points tonight, and he looked okay, decent. But you know, um, now they've got room for Joe Johnson, which is a possibility if he becomes uh, released in the next week or so. So the camp, but if nonetheless the Cavaliers for next season have opened up about fifteen to sixteen million dollars, and as you know, there's a lot of huge free agents coming out next year. But you know, do I think the Cavaliers were all happy about that? Obviously not. I mean, that was probably one of the toughest decisions they've had to make ever. You know, yeah. with that phone call calling Andy and telling him, "Hey, dude, we're, we're trading you." But at the same time, like I said, it's business. It's what's best for the team, and what's best Absolutely. for the team, guy who can contribute. And I think that Channing Fry gives them more than what Anderson Verajao could. But nonetheless, what really got me upset was seeing all these fans, or so-called fans, <laughs> saying, "Well, at least Andy's going to go get his ring now." So oh, you're God. saying so you're saying you're a Cavaliers fan, but yet you're saying now that Andy's with Golden State, Golden State's going to beat us. I mean, nope. no way. I say I say every day that we're going to win the championship. I mean, hands down, we're going to win the championship. I say I, that every day, and and I, and it's true because I think we are going to win the championship if we have a healthy team and LeBron and healthy LeBron James and he plays the way LeBron James played in the post in the past. Guess what's going to happen? Cavaliers are going to win the championship this year. Yep. So. For our fans, to, I, I, I've seen people even make stupid statements of, wow, the Cavs are turning into the Browns. Really? Oh, name, one team, name one team in America that keeps a player for $10 million. Actually, they're anti-Brown because the, Cavs, the Browns 
had Dwayne Bowe for $9 million and he didn't oh. even have a test. So, so, you know, they're getting rid of a guy that they had to pay $10 million for that got him maybe two points and, and, and four games, every four games. So I think it was a wonderful move. I love Andy. I think he was a great guy, but this is his business, and, and he understands that. I'm sure he understands that. Absolutely. Just like when Z left, he knows. <laughs> but right. I will say this. I will say this about, uh, if, you know, Berjau with the Warriors. I hope they give him the ball in the clutch to try to shoot, you know, and miss <laughs> like he always does because he's right. not a guy I like giving the ball to, to you know, uh, for offense. No way. He was never, woohoo! Berjau's got the ball. It's going to be all good. No. He, yes, he could rebound very well. He could play defense, but come on. You, everybody knows that when he got the ball in offense, you were biting your nails like, oh, Jesus, what's going to happen now? Is he going to bump, you know, lose the ball? Or you, you, I know everybody had to be. I was thinking that all the time. But seriously, like, I mean, honest, in all honesty, it was like, oh, well, whenever he came in the game, it's like, oh, well, let's hope he doesn't get hurt. That was yeah. a new mentality of Brady. You know? That too. And not only that, that too. That's another but, thing. That's but, thing. you know, it wasn't like whenever he came in the game, we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to win this game now because Varejo is in the game. I mean, he was also, he's known as the biggest flopper in the history of the NBA. I mean, what, yep. what team what team loves that? I mean, seriously, what team wants to be known as, hey, we paid this guy $2 million to come in and flop? <laughs> hey, hey, Jeremy, I got a comment from Scott Rumbiesa. He said, Steph Curry has Jesus on his shoes. The Cavs have no chance. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> if, if Steph Curry, Steph Curry runs into a healthy Cleveland Cavaliers team full strength, then uh, he he better take those off his shoes because the Cleveland Cavaliers last year yeah. went in and were two games away from winning the NBA Finals, and okay. uh, with a with a basically a 2007 Cleveland Cavaliers team all over again back whenever LeBron had to do it all by himself. So if the Cavs are fully healthy and Kevin Love still continues to play, and they're really buying into what uh, the Tyrone Lou's got to say, which I, I, I'm still a little bit torn about that. I mean, not the coaching change. I never liked Blatt to begin with. Yeah. But, you know, for them to say that, oh, well, we'll play harder. I'm sorry, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You're supposed to play hard all the time. Absolutely, but, absolutely. But, but, you know, for for the fact that, what Tyrone Lou's got this team doing, and you can tell the difference in the style of play they're playing. Uh, they can beat Golden State, and, and for the Portland Trailblazers to beat Golden State by thirty, what was it, thirty-two points tonight? That proves that there's some holes in that. And if Golden State loses to, uh, if Golden State loses to, or I mean, if Golden State has to run into San Antonio, they're uh, going to be in trouble. They're going to be putting the Jesus shoes up on a up on a shelf for a year because San Antonio is going to take them out. All right, Jeremy, hang on a second. I'm going to sign off our Facebook because it's only got a minute or two left. Uh, I want to thank all the Facebook people that have checked us out tonight. Uh, appreciate everybody checking out Jeremy Dyer and us. We're just having some fun with just sports tonight. Uh, again, uh, you can follow us. We're still on Talk Shoes, uh, going live for a few more minutes. Uh, obviously, going to hear us on there. So, but thank you everyone for checking us out. Appreciate it. All right, I finished. I, I just pushed off on that one, so we're done on the live Facebook feed. I was hoping to get Greg Troy on there. That'd have been awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, well, he would have been. 
he would have gotten he would have been made a, a full rev again tonight because I'm I'm better at talking than I am typing, so I can get it out <laughs> better. Maybe you can tell him. <laughs> next time we'll have to do it um where you know, like I said, where we get Greg Troy and hopefully they'll fix this where they can get it where you can do face and face with people or something, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> I agree. Well, the other good thing is, real quick before we get back onto the cast, um, I was able to see how, like, you only get a half hour live on there. So that just shows you, you know what I mean? Gives you an idea of how long you can get on there for. So that's that's another thing that, uh, you know, makes me look at this stuff as, hey, this is kind of cool. So, um, you know, whatever. So, all right, well, real quick, you know, let's get back to this because we're going to start off here in a couple minutes. Coach Lou, yeah, I, you know, again, I, I wasn't, I was shocked that it was Coach Lou because I wasn't paying attention. You know, I've heard, you know, his name thrown around as, you know, because, you know, again, they were like, oh, the offensive coach, the defensive coach. I never paid attention. I'm not going to lie. I just didn't pay attention. Um, you know, again, they're looking good right now. I, I mean, that first game the Cavs played against the Bulls, they did not look the way that, you know, they, they didn't play good. You know, I was uh, watching that game in Columbus with my boss, and, it, I mean, we were just like, Man, this is not you know what we thought we were gonna see, you know. So, right. Um, wh- I mean, again, wh- what do you think? What do you, I mean? Again, I think this team is looking good. I think down the stretch, we're, you know, LeBron's all business, and I and I think obviously the rest of the team should be the same way. And I believe they are. I think that you know all that garbage of you know Shump, um, not Shumpert, excuse me. Uh, J.R. Smith showing up an hour before tip-off. I think that crap is done. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I, I, I just think that, you know, the media just has to find a story to complain about <laughs> nonstop. And, and I, I can just tell you this. I mean, I think that, in all honesty, um, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win the NBA title. I think they're going to have maybe two, maybe three at the most losses going into the finals. Um, and I think they're on a seven-game stretch with a with a LeBron James and a healthy team. Nobody could stop them. I said that last year. And uh, and I can just tell you this right now. Um, I'm sticking to that prediction. Cavaliers will win the championship with a healthy full squad. Yeah, you know, I think so. I mean, because... This, I'm excited. I mean, I I, I didn't watch tonight's game because I was doing some other stuff, and then I forgot tonight they were playing tonight. Um, but you know, you said they lost to the Pistons. What did the Pistons do? Because again, I didn't watch it. So, what was the final score? What happened? What were your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I didn't watch the game either. I don't even know. But uh, you know, the Prince now won six out of the last eight times they've been here, and it's just you know, it's just a game that we lost. I mean. You know, you can't go in and win them all. And, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes tonight. And and uh, from what I've seen on the highlights, the Cavs just didn't bring their A game. And, you know, whenever you whenever you don't bring your A game, you're going to get beat. And, you know, unfortunately, they got beat. And they just got to learn from their mistakes and move on. But like I said, uh, you know, the Cavs are probably just like me and you. They're ready for the playoffs. They're, they're done. You know, with waiting on the bullcrap, they're, you know, all these stupid, meaningless games now. They're ready to get it going, and they're ready to, they're ready to move on to the playoffs and win and win the, uh, 
Win the WWE or win the uh, win the NBA championship. Yeah, you know that's that's you know something. I mean, again, what you know again, as you said before, Jeremy, and I think you said it right to begin with, that they're they're ready. You know, they're <laughs> they're ready to do it, and that's you know, I mean, this is the best chance we have for the for you know for a championship, and I think you know they're close. Closer than anybody else, you know. Right. Sorry, I agree. That's it. Yeah, because you know, again, I know that the Browns. We know. I mean, hey, the Browns could turn it all around. They hired. They hired the right coach. I'm pretty sure. I think you're pretty sure too. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. And it could. It could turn around in the next two years. Obviously, they could go to a Super Bowl. They could win a Super Bowl. And guess what? You're going to hear all those other. You know who's Jeremy. Saying, "Oh, it's only one you've been," you know, whatever. Who cares? If we right, exactly. when we ever get there, I'll be excited. and I don't care, you know. <laughs> right, so, exactly. I don't care. And that's the same thing with the Cavs. They're going to win the championship either this year or next year. And uh, you know, like I said, I just I think then uh, I think the Cavs are going to do it. I think Cam Newton's going to do it. And then all these <laughs> haters, are, you know, are just going to go away eventually. And and uh, I think LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are in a real good position this year. And I think they're going to win this year, and I think they're going to rattle off a couple in a row. Yeah, I hope so, man, because it would be nice to see uh, one of those here in Cleveland, an NBA championship that we've long waited for since the 70s and the 90s. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's all you can say for you know all the fans that have loved you know our teams <laughs> for so long, you know? Exactly. So, all right, well, let's uh, real quick, because we're going to get out of here shortly, Jeremy, and it's been an awesome night with you uh, doing just sports tonight, which has been a lot of fun, and we're going to definitely sit down and do this a lot more often, because I had a lot of, we had a lot of uh, people checking us out on Facebook, which was awesome, um, and again, we're going to do other shows, too, with Jer- uh, Jason Grise and uh, Biagio DiCiaccio as well, and, you know, like, because we got to get back, and we got to get back to this, because we've missed so much. Um been you know quite a while the indians are rolling here shortly they're going to be they're getting the spring training jeremy i just want your quick thoughts on on the on the tribe what do you see from the tribe um, no, i mean i i don't mind i don't mind the wanted rebate trades i mean picking up wanted rebate i think it's good to have some some uh uh veterans you know around and he he's still hitting 250 so we'll uh we'll see what happens uh I expect Terry Francona to have this team ready to go. And um, we'll see a little bit more next week in spring ball. And um, and from what I'm told, uh, a couple players are, are, uh, you know, excited. They're ready to get back at it. And they're ready to prove all the haters wrong. (laughs) That's for sure, man. I I just want to see the Tribe do well. Hey, the end of last season, and I know there's – Obviously, Cleveland is a weird town with baseball. I mean, we either love them or we don't, you know, because, the, you know, obviously, back in the 90s, it was everybody was out of the ballpark. Again, the Browns had left. Everybody's interest was to Indians, and it was, you know, it was a great time. Those those days are over. They've been over for quite a while, and now we're back to the crowd as, you know, they used to be, in the, you know, before that, where opening day, everybody's out, you know, for a big party, and then by game two, See ya. <laughs> right. Unless you know, unless something really great happens again, the crowds 
they're you know the weekend games are the best games. You know they get the best crowds on the weekends. It's no doubt because people are, and it's early in the season. People are you know I'm sorry you're not going to pull your you know some people will take their kids to the game and you know take them tired to school the next day. Great, but not everyone's going to do that. There's so much going on that you know people are you know have sports they have school they have this they have that so you know there's a lot going on and unless the Indians are doing very well people are not going to come out to the games because they just got other things to do plus you can stay home and watch it on tv which you know it's not a bad seat at home (laughs) but I will admit there's nothing better than going to a ball game you know it's 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 fantastic going to a ball game any any time you can go um oh yeah it's it's always a good time there I love yep. going to Tribe games. It's a good atmosphere, good fun. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is it's always a good atmosphere. Whether there, I mean, again, there's not there's some nights where it's you know it's thirty degrees and yeah, there's might be a couple thousand people in the stands. But you know what? It's just it's again, people aren't going to sit out there unless okay, you got you know, I don't even know who to say. You know, if you had like uh, Prince Fielder playing first base for the Indians and you know a few other superstars yeah like that place would be jammed again I I would think or pretty darn close you know on, on weeknights I, I agree with that to the extent because like I said you know like um I I, I think that you know like back in the day the uh, Cavalier or I mean that that's how you won baseball games you know um but now it's just totally different that's not how you win that's not how you win anymore. I mean, as as the uh, the Angels, they got they got uh, Albert Pujols, and they can't win anything, you know. Yep, yep. Not, and not only that, but you know, like the Tigers last year, they had a good roster for the most part, and they didn't do crap last year. And then here, here's the little, you know, the little tiny Royals who haven't done squats since, you know. I mean, again, we've lived through these years where the Royals. I, I mean, I don't remember because I didn't start watching the World Series. My first World Series that I ever watched was the 87 series twin Cardinals, you know, and the, right. and the uh, yeah. And the Royals were the year before that were they won the world series over the Cardinals, but I just didn't, you know, watch, but you know, again, it's, it's just different now with baseball the back then. And to see the Royals win it, I wasn't happy because I didn't want them to win it because that meant they were better than the Indians. <laughs> and now they right. are better than the Indians. You know, I would have rather the Mets won it only for that reason. But guess what? The Mets lost, and the Royals are the champs. And, hey, you know what? They, the little baseball that they played, that small ball and everything else they played, it worked. And 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 the funny thing is, too, is their manager was so close to getting clipped. If they right. would have lost that wild card, he would have got clipped. So <laughs> it just all worked out for the Royals. <laughs> it's just worked out for them, you know? So, oh yeah, and that's what I said. It's like Kansas City did with a small market team, and yep. you know other teams are starting to follow suit. And sure. you know the whole Dolans don't spend money. It's just a lie. I mean, they go yeah. out and they, they, they. I mean, heck, they even redid the stadium without even asking the city <laughs> for money. So, well, you, you know what? I'll, I'll just say one thing. Part of the reason that they're redoing the ballpark is because they need to make it a little bit smaller which was quite obvious when they built it because I'm not sure if, I'm I'm not sure if you know but if you did you ever like sit in the stands especially in the upper deck they were expecting the Browns to come play there so bad after they built that ballpark they were expecting that the Browns were just going to move up there and be a tenant oh, yeah. for the Indians that's what they were expecting and and you know and obviously Art Modell 
said, F you, I'm out of here because he said, you know, I've had enough. And, you know, because when I look at that ballpark, it's like they easily would have done something to where the bleachers were to make that more seats for the football games if the Browns would have said, yeah, we're going to come play there. Because that's, right. that's, that's why that ballpark is built the way it is. Because ever since I, like, started, you know, like I used to do, and again, I was a goofball in high school, and I used to make just these drawings of ballparks just in my own, you know, because, again, this is when all the stadiums were huge, massive cookie cutters and, and, you know, everything else. And I always thought, man, they need to go back to these, like, smaller stadiums, not like 20,000, but definitely 33,000 cap it, you know, maybe 34,000. You know, the Yankees would never do that because they, it's New York City, so they're not going to go with a 30,000 seat stadium. They're going to go with, you know, 50,000 no matter what. The Dodgers, even when they build a new stadium, I doubt that they'll downgrade that much because it's LA, you know. But Cleveland should have built like a 35,000 seat ballpark and it would, it would have been the best, you know, and you, and you wouldn't have all these. You know, yeah, you'd have to add things here and there, but you know, to make it nice. But like what they're doing now, some of that stuff wouldn't have been going on, no doubt. And hey, maybe they could have threw some more money at the at the team or something. I don't know. I mean, something could have been different, you know. But, right. And like I said, like sadly, Cleveland's just not a a baseball team. They're they're a they're a football town, and until yeah, football town, football James football. Pick, they were <laughs> a basketball. You know, they weren't a basketball team, so. Yep. Or excuse me, a basketball team. So I mean, it is what it is. The Indians are. I think they'll be all right. I think that. Yep. You know, it's just one of the things we have to wait and see. Sure. No, and I'm. I'll be honest. I'm. I'm ready to wait. I. I will. Be pa- see, a lot of people aren't patient too because of baseball. That's the one thing people are not in this town is patient. To you know, like it sucks to have to wait. But guess what? What is this? You know, like I said, we've got a great manager. It's not like we got some guy who stinks and has never won anything. Terry Francona knows how to win. He can do stuff with some of these guys, and it might all come together. I mean, who knows what would have happened if we would have beat Tampa Bay in that wild card game. Nobody, you know, it's, it's, we, we'll never know, you know. So you just got – that's how I look at it. I'm patient because I just – I love baseball, and I'm, I'm willing to give it, you know, that whole season run. And, you know, like last year, I'll admit, June and July, I was checking in here and there, but as soon as I really started checking in in late, you know, late July, because I just, I don't know, I just wanted to watch ball games. And the next thing I know, the Indians were still in it. And it's like, and a lot of people I was, I was, were hoping were just like me and like, hey, let's watch this, man, because this is fun to watch. We're, we're still in it. We're not out of it, you know. And I, I would Snapchat like every, you know, every good game, and you know, even when there's a couple crappy ones, I, I, you know, I snap those too because I'm like, this is exciting because of this wild card. Because we're still in it. Because tw- you know, twenty years ago, Indians would have been out of it in June. So I was happy for it. You know. Oh yeah, I mean they're in it every year. So I mean, yeah, yeah. One more can you ask for besides the championship, which could come here pretty soon. Yeah, you never know. I mean, the, it's just everything's got to fall our way, and our batter's got to hit. That's the main thing. And I, I'm not gonna lie. I've been telling my son, you know, since he was like about nine years old, you just got to be patient, man. You just never know what's gonna happen. You never know if this team could fall apart. But, you know, I told him, if this pitching comes through, and, and two years ago it came through. But, you know, and then last year the pitching was, eh, it was halfway there but not where it should have been. And the bats definitely were not there last year when we needed them. That's that's the one part I hope they get right this year is that the guys hit. If they hit, Jeremy, and we all know what could happen. It could be, cra- it could be a crazy year. I mean, who knows? 
But got to oh, we got to hit last year. If they would have just hit last year, it would have been all right. They would have been fine. They would have been fine. You're right, man. They would have been fine. So, yeah, Juan Uribe, and then you got uh, uh, Napoli at first. And uh, who is the guy who's going to play third? <laughs> oh, I can't I remember his name real quick. I, I know. I, I know. I, I totally forgot right now because I'm, I'm not, like, in baseball mode yet because once, once the NCAA tournament is pretty much, you know, that's when I start getting into baseball. Because it's like I don't care about spring training other than to hear, like, you know, the reports of what's going on. Hopefully nobody gets hurt. It just doesn't mean very much to me because it's spring training. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Right. Um, I just, yeah, that's pretty much how I look at it, man. It's just once the turn, the uh, March Madness is, you know, winding down, I'm ready for baseball immediately because it's just like I'm I'm ready to go. It's opening day. Let's go and see what happens. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, well, let's hit the Daytona 500. We're going to get out of here, man. We went a little longer than we wanted to, but that's all right, man. This has been fun. Uh, yesterday, your man was not in there for the first time in like uh, many, many moons, Jeff Gordon. What did you think of the race? Hey, you know, I thought it was a great race. I mean, it was it was down and down to the last wire. And what, what more can you ask for whenever it was the closest finish to the Daytona 500? And, uh, you know, me and my buddy were watching racing, and he doesn't really watch racing that much. And he's like, all right. He's like, well, he's got it wrapped up. And I was like, well, I wouldn't say so sure. I was like, Denny Hamlin, I think, is going to make a run here at the end. And he goes, he's way back there. And I said, it's all about drifting. And, That's right. You know, he got the best right drift. He hit the gas pedal. And lo and behold, he got the, he got the win by literally two or three inches. So, Yep, um, yep, he did, man. It was an exciting race. And, of course, you know, you can't watch all the NASCAR races. I watch about the first 40 laps, take a little nap, wake up, <laughs> and then flip off. Yep, flip back no. to it and see what's going on. That's the way to do it, man. I'm telling you. There's so many sports going around that day. It was, it was, it was a, it was an awesome feeling to watch that. You know, it's always an awesome feeling for me because I love NASCAR. It was a little bittersweet not seeing Jeff Gordon out there, um, but you know, go Dell Junior. That's my new guy because <laughs> I got to stay with the team. Hey, and there's nothing wrong with that because Junior, yeah, Junior is a great, you know, great racer, and you know, yeah, yesterday's race, I, I you know, like I said, it was qu- quite, you know, it was time to take a nap, like you said yesterday. But towards the end of the race, it got good. There was never a big one, too. That was, you know, a little disappointing, I'm sure, for a lot of people. But again, we got a great ending, which you can't ask for any more than a great ending. So we got the great ending, and Denny Hamlin. You know, I heard, I heard last night from. Uh, uh, some tweets, I guess, that when he was a kid, like back in 89, when he was a kid, he even wrote out that he wanted to win the Daytona 500. He wrote his pit crew, you know, obviously his friends, and all this stuff, he, and who he was going to win it with, you know, which team and all this stuff. I was like, man, that's pretty awesome, you know. I'm not a big Denny Hamlin fan, but that's a pretty good story, you know, to know that he was a little kid and wanted to win it that bad, and here he goes, you know. 2016, he wins the Daytona 500 and ma- and made a great move, as you said, to get, you know, get in the front and, and, you know, Kenton, <laughs> he got what he deserved. He got mowed to the back. <laughs> right. So that, yeah, was, that exactly. was awesome. I, I enjoyed that part. So, so yeah, it was, it was a good day for racing. Uh, again, it was, it was a good day. Um, again, it was just a great weekend of sports and, uh, first, Jeremy, time, I, first time in like three years that the Daytona 500 didn't have any rain delays. So yeah, that was better. 
that's the other thing. You know what? You're right about that because, yeah, there was nothing. You know, it wasn't on Monday night. It wasn't at 8 o'clock on Sunday night. It was finished, you know, like I think it was by 5 o'clock, 4.30, I think it was over. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, about 4.30 was over. So, but, yeah, it was definitely, definitely great, 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 great. Um, the Great American Race was great. So I'm happy for that. And, uh, hey, can't be much happier than that with, with the great sports weekend. So with that, Jeremy, we are going to get out of here. Jeremy, again, where can they find you at the uh, at the Grindstone? When is that? Uh, how do they follow you? This Friday night. Uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DyerMMA. And then uh, this Friday night, I'll be at the Grindstone, 375 West Bagley Road in Berea, 9 o'clock. <laughs> And, then, and, of course, they should go to our Front Row Facebook page and read some of the stuff Jeremy posts because, Jeremy, you're doing a hell of a job in there, man. Keep it up. Keep, put, keep posting anything, man. That's what we want, man. We want more people. To, you know, our, uh, there's four of us that get to post on there, you, me, uh, myself, excuse me, Jason, uh, and Biagio. So, yeah, follow, uh, follow our, the Front Row Facebook page. Jeremy's, you know, put stuff on there, which is awesome. Um, follow him on Twitter. And again, follow all of us on our front row page. And again, all our uh, Twitter uh, handles are on there, so you can follow everything. Follow our Snapchat. Jeremy, what is your Snapchat? You got to get people to follow you too, man. Uh, I hardly go on there. Hold on. Oh, you got to get on there. Well, I mean, you got to. I'm like, I go in spurts with that thing. Like, I'll watch. I'll go on it like in one minute, and then a week later, I'm. It's Jay Dyer thirty one. Jay Dyer thirty one. Follow him on the snap, and Jeremy's got to throw throw some more snaps on there, and you'll watch. You'll get people, man. You'll get people, especially you know all the people oh, yeah. that follow you for stuff, man. <laughs> for sure. So, be a good time. Yep, absolutely, man. So, all right, make sure you follow me on the snap, Lpres ninety five. I'm on the Instagram, the Vine. I'm all over the place. So, uh, again, make sure you check us out on the Twitter on the. Uh, our Facebook page, and uh, we appreciate everybody who checked us out tonight on our live feed, live video feed on Facebook. That was a lot of fun. So, uh, again, Jeremy Dyer, thanks a lot. You did a great job, and we will catch you later, guys. Thanks again. Again, for checking out the front row. Make sure you follow Jeremy, Sean, Biagio, and Jason on Twitter, on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to follow us. Thanks again. Have a good one.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.